With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, I'm Joey Wright, and welcome to a new episode of Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. For the first time in Extra Prep history, we're talking with an eight-man football team today, specifically St. Thomas Moore. The Sabres are 7-3 and three in the second round of the eight-man playoffs and eager for a rematch with Decatur Lutheran who the Sabres fell to in the first week of the regular season. LSA is 10-0, but the Sabres have a lot of confidence. They are a junior-heavy team with just one senior looking to make some noise. We'll talk to Peace Boomba, Ben Horn, Robbie Vavrick, and Sabres strength coach Mark Ambrose about their chances and more. I'm Joey Wright, and I'll be joined as always by News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels on the other side of this break. This is Extra Prep. Thanks for listening to the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Lauren Tate, Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Colin Likas, and Bob Osmussen drive the definitive Illini sports portal, IlliniHQ.com. Your place for nonstop Illini coverage as it happens. All day, all night, all weekend. Your access to unparalleled Illini coverage is so easy at just over a dime a day. All of this for only $3.99 per month. Go to news-gazette.com now, click on the word subscribe, and get the instant Illini information anytime. Go Illini! Welcome to another episode of Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. I'm Joey Wright alongside News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels, and we are at yet another nice conference room, <laughs> this time at the high school of St. Thomas More. St. Thomas More football coming up. They are 7-3, and three, big playoff game this weekend against Decatur Lutheran, but Matt, we, we also could have talked just as easily to St. Thomas More volleyball. A lot of energy in these hallways right now. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's a nice time to be an athlete here and. the uh the institution off of uh, North Mattis and uh, the Sabres are, are rolling in, in football and in, in volleyball, uh, eager to to hear what uh, some of the football players have to say coming up before they uh, they travel to Decatur on, on Saturday afternoon for a uh, eight-man state quarterfinal game against uh, Decatur Lutheran and the STM volleyball team too is rolling right now as well. Won a uh, Class 1A sectional title on, on Wednesday night here at the school beating uh, Windsor Stewart Windsor, Stewart's, and Strasburg, the, <laughs> the Hatchets. Stu Strauss is what they're more known as. But uh, yeah, STM Volleyball gets right back at it Friday night. They uh, travel to Macon, Illinois, and go to Meridian High School and play Springfield Lutheran, which should be a very competitive, highly entertaining, super sectional match. And uh, the Sabres are... This sa- this group of Sabres volleyball players is trying to trying to leave their own mark uh, after last year's team won the Class One A state title and now STM's got a chance to go back to Redbird Arena with a win on on Friday night. Big uh, big weekend uh, for St. Thomas More versus Lutheran schools uh, Springfield Lutheran Friday sure. night and uh, the Sabres that we'll talk to Ben Horn, Peace Boomba, and Robbie Vavrick, all mm-hmm. juniors they'll play Decatur Lutheran on Saturday as well. Strength coach Mark Ambrose stopped by too had some good insight and. 
we'll get to that interview shortly, Matt. The the big takeaway, these Sabres don't like Decatur Luther very much. <laughs> they, they lost in the first week of the season to uh, LSA, and they are hungry for revenge in the playoffs now. Yeah, exactly, and Decatur Lutheran's a quality foe sitting at, at 10 and 0 STM, so it's at 7-3, and coming off a first-round home win, playoff win uh, against Pawnee last Saturday, and uh, they've had some important wins this season. Beating Milford Cisna Park in double overtime is uh, probably the highlight so far, but uh, got another chance to add to it with uh, a possible signature win and a, a chance to get into the state semifinals if they're able to knock off Decatur Lutheran on, on Saturday afternoon. STM football, 7-3 and three in the eight-man ranks. Big one this Saturday. We'll go now to Ben Horn, Peace Boomba, Robbie Vavrick, and Mark Ambrose. After a quick break, this is Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Transfer Portal, NIL, recruiting, covering University of Illinois athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! We are now joined at the High School of St. Thomas More by a trio of Sabres football players, Robbie Vavrick, Peace Boomba, and Ben Horn joining us. Guys, thanks for taking some time. We've got certified strength coach Mark Ambrose here as well. Thanks for taking some time. Uh, week two of the playoffs coming up this week, right? Yes, Decatur Lutheran on tap. Yes, sir. How excited are you, Robbie? I'm very excited to get a chance to repay what I believe is owed <laughs> to Decatur LSA. Absolutely. Uh, and, and for those not in the know, you guys played in week one. They had the upper hand, a 30-14 to 14 win in Decatur. But since then, you guys are 7-2, and two, looking really good. Uh, Peace, as, as you take the mic, what's going right for the team right now? Um, as a team, I feel like we've all gotten stronger because of Coach Ambrose, obviously, you know, getting us right in the weight room. Uh, we've gotten stronger. We've gotten, we've definitely gotten faster. Um, I feel like the mental part of our game has, has uh, excelled a lot. Um, you know, every time we step on the field now, we always, you know, we always think about destroying our opponent. And um, so I feel I'm, I'm just really excited to show that Saturday. Ben, so. what, uh, what's kind of been the, the difference for you guys uh, throughout the rest of the season? Obviously a huge win. Uh, during the regular season two at Milford Cisna Park, uh, I think that probably gave you guys a lot of confidence. But what's kind of been, what's, what's the thing that's kind of keep this the Sabers rolling right now at all? Uh, the key thing that's been keeping the Sabers rolling is, you know, we never really know when our last time is going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Last year, um, Matty De Lorenzo he he blew out his ACL, and so he was really upset about <clears throat> mm-hmm. he was really upset about that. And this year, he's really strived to come back and help the Sabers win, mm-hmm. and we've been behind him yeah. pushing him and making sure he's doing his best out there Robbie what's the <clears throat> what's the mood like around the hallways of the school you know in between classes at all is there a lot of a lot of talk about the this football program and and where you guys are at right now this season yeah there's there's some talk of course we get you know some of the other kids you know eight man football mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. not 11 man but we still uh, we still represent the school I think very well I think in a positive light and a lot of school and a lot of people recognize us for our wins mm-hmm. and our victories. Yeah. Go ahead, Peace. Um, I also feel like, you know, us being a smaller school, 
you know everybody like everybody knows everyone so I feel like there's a lot of with that with that being said like there's a lot of support behind us with everybody knowing everyone everyone coming out to support you know since we're not a big school but I would say the support is definitely a big thing that we have for our football team and many other sports in our school. Well, and as, as you hand the mic over to Ben, uh, you know, you mentioned that, that support, smaller school, a, a tight-knit environment. The volleyball team, uh, <laughs> they have a chance to win a sectional title on they, Friday night. Super sectional. Super sectional title. They won a sectional title already, oh, Joey, on Wednesday night. Got a chance to go to Redbird next week. That's right. That was last night. I'm yeah. all, it's all moving so fast, as we <laughs> talked about earlier. Yeah, they have a chance to return to state, Ben. And, and what's it like to just kind of feed off that? You know, volleyball team's doing well. Does that have an impact on the football team at all? Or Yeah, it certainly does. And... Um, last year, our basketball team got defeated by Decatur Lutheran mm-hmm. in the regional championship, and I think we just need a we need to feed off the volleyball volleyball team and last year mm-hmm. to be LSA. Mm-hmm. I have a sense you guys don't like Decatur LSA very much. <laughs> no. that's, that's the vibe I've gotten from the, the start of this group. Peace. What do you remember about that uh, week one game uh, against Decatur Lutheran? Um, what I remember, um, I would say our team. We were we really. Well, we we knew what we had, you know. We were we were still fast. We were still pretty strong, but I feel like we've we've grown a lot more from that game. Like a lot mentally, like I said, physically, um, we've grown a lot more. And <clears throat> sorry, and um, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> uh, we'll bring uh, we'll bring Coach Ambrose in here uh, in the fold here. Coach, just kind of give a, a basic philosophy of of the strength and conditioning here with the Sabers and and what it's all about. Give me, take me through just a, what's a regular week like for for the Sabers in the weight room, getting ready for for every uh, every football game. Well, we uh, let's see. I there's something that uh, was written on the um, weight room wall of my uh, college weight room, which okay. was Millican University. Mm-hmm. The will to win is not nearly as important as the will to prepare to win. Okay. So if there's something that, just to tag off what P said just a while ago, uh, these guys, I think we're, we've just been preparing a lot better mm-hmm. as we've uh, continued through the season, okay? And so preparation so much, uh, you know, throughout the week, there's something I love about football. You have this one big battle that mm-hmm. takes place on a Friday uh, night or Saturday afternoon. It's been Saturdays for us uh, this year. Yeah. And uh, we usually, you know, we're in the weight room two to three times per week. Okay. And that really starts our practice uh, quite a bit. So, um, you know, everybody's in there. And actually, we have one of our guys that just hit a big number for us uh, yesterday in the weight room and, and uh, heading into uh, this, this, uh, this playoff game. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's another motivating uh, factor coming off of like what Peace was saying, just guys, we're, we're getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, as I was listening to these guys talk, um, that's the thing that I think is such a big difference between uh, this is my first year with the program mm-hmm. and just being able to see these guys. These guys, we're a different team. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the excitement for me is just to see these guys be able to uh, match up again against uh, Decatur you know, mm-hmm. Lutheran. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you want me to go into the... Sure. The, the you got the microphone. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we... You know, does, it, does it change throughout the course of a season? Because obviously you've got off-season workouts, getting their bodies ready, and then during the season you got to make sure that they're, you know, staying, staying fit but also not tearing them down too, I'm sure, as well. I'll Just tell you what. I, right. Um, 
I mean, there's some adjustments can be made, but uh, from I've been, you know, doing this for mm -hmm. 25, you know, to 30 years now, and I've been with a lot of different programs, and um, I'm specifically getting to, you know, in the past I've been, you know, assistant coaching, mm -hmm. and then um, and then head coaching also at at the same time, putting emphasis on in the weight room mm -hmm. strength wise. Um, I ran my own sports performance business for a, for a while when I lived up in Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, but now with these guys, that's something that in coming on staff with Coach Watson, I've been able to really zero in on the strength mm -hmm. side of things. And um, the things that I have learned in the long time that I've been, I'm able to apply with these guys is just by far the basics. Mm -hmm. Okay, And um, these guys, I don't know if this was pre- Recording, or if it was, uh, you know, these guys talked about being, uh, in a sense, we're we're a young team. We have mm -hmm. one senior on this team. You know, Matt, who was unable to uh, be with us today, but um, he's a big leader for us. But um, like in the in the weight program, there's a there's a uh, component that comes down to um, these guys just just a foundation being built. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the start of the season, for example, I'm just relating this to, you know, the beginning of the season, where these guys were and where they are now. I believe big time that it's not just about maintenance, mm -hmm. but you, you can grow and get stronger throughout the season. Mm -hmm. So we're not just trying to work hard in the offseason, in the summer, and build strength and all of a sudden maintain it. You can get stronger. These guys need to continue to, to get stronger mm -hmm. um, really through each season. So we'll be lifting, you know, immediately after the season also. Um, and we do the most basic stuff, you know, presses, pulls. I call them hinges and squats. And um, they're different. Um, uh, those are like different categories. And they, I just make sure that the guys are able to move well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of talk about that these days in, in that area of things. And, um, but most importantly, though, the strength in um, on the football field, I mean, technique is huge. Mm -hmm. Yet a guy needs to be able to move a guy out of the way. Yep. So the fundamentals of football, blocking, tackling, uh, I can keep going on and on. <laughs> the strength, the physical strength is such a foundation to it, but it also gives us a mental mm -hmm. um, and, I think, spiritual lift too. Man, if you yeah. physically are strong, you know, you're, you're ready to play the game more. Yeah. Well, and I would just ask to, to follow up on that, how, how the strength program changes in an eight-man program versus an 11-man program. I, I know talking with Coach Watson, he, he values defense. He would disagree with this, but I, I feel like the, <laughs> the perception of eight-man football is that it's a more wide-open, you know, speed, agility-based game, you know, higher scoring, a lot of offense. So where, where does strength kind of come into that, uh, that, that part of the game? I mean, if I could just talk directly to, you know, you know, my own experience. It's my first year in working in mm -hmm. in an eight man type situation, mm -hmm. and and I just the game is you know ninety nine percent of the game is just flat the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, blocking and right. tackling. You know, the 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 field is as long as it is, but it's a little bit um, the width is less. But these guys still have to be able to push other guys around, mm -hmm. and um, and I'm still I'm the type of coach I think you just have to um, you. You know, the game, in my opinion, unlike so many other sports that involve – there's a physicality in, say, basketball and, um, and in, in, in other sports, there's a physicality to it. But football relies on that physical side, so therefore the strength side of things. Um, 
And I just don't see, you know, from, from my standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, much of a difference. Right. Okay. Peace. Um, what, go ahead. Peace. What do you think the biggest misconception is about eight man football when people say, oh, eight man football? And like Coach Ambrose was saying, it's. It's still 99% the same game yeah. as it is for 11, man. Um, I would have to say that people think A-man football is soft. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, like a lot of people aren't aren't big enough or aren't strong enough. You know, we don't have, like, the same mental mental as, you know, 11-man mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But I, I honestly feel like, well, as for our team, you know, we all, we all, like I said earlier, we all want to go out there and take someone's head off. You know, like we're, <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are all ready to play. Like, and um, I would say in practice – you know, we practice a lot, you know, hitting people, mm-hmm. um, taking to the ground. We practice, we practice proper technique mm-hmm. as you would in 11-man football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't, I honestly don't really think anything is different. So, Robbie, what's it like for you as an offensive lineman? You're a, a right tackle on offense. You play nose guard and some D-end on defense. What was the biggest adjustment for you just from a blocking standpoint from an eight-man game to an 11, from an 11-man game to an eight-man game at all? Um, you know, especially on offense, some of the pass blocking can be a lot harder. Sometimes these DNs will line up, you know, halfway across the field and speed rush me. So and I've got to get out, out of my three-point real fast. i gotta got to go do all my kick slide and stuff. So that that's definitely a big uh, big adjustment going from the three-point to a kick slide mm-hmm. um, all the way to get some of these faster DNs. Mm-hmm. And on defense, I just got to say, you know, defense for me is really just a lot about strength. Mm-hmm. I I don't have much technique on defense. I haven't played much defense. If you look at my defensive clips, it's literally me just pushing people over, <laughs> literally bodying people, throwing people down. That's that's kind of how I play defense, so I don't have much technique in that area. Ben, what's the – for you as a, a wide receiver and, and a cornerback, obviously you're operating in a lot of open space at all times. Is it harder in an eight-man game just because there's less and there's more ground to cover at times too? Yeah, sometimes, like Coach Ambrose said, the field is mm-hmm. a little bit skinnier than mm-hmm. an 11-man field. But I feel like it it all comes down to just you got to know where the guy is at all times when mm-hmm. you're playing DB yeah. or when you're wide receiver. You just got to know how to get open, which mm-hmm. um, Coach Watson helps us with techniques to do that and help us to do our best out there at our positions. Robbie, we'll go back to you. As, uh, as as Coach mentioned a minute ago, this is a young team. Um, Matt DiLorenzo is the only senior quarterback. Uh, couldn't join us today, but you guys are all juniors, um, and uh, so many of your teammates are juniors and, and freshmen and sophomores. What's it like to be part of such a young team, knowing that you know, you're know you on this run this year? Um, who knows where it'll end up, but next year you got everyone coming back for the most part, and you'll be ready to go again. Yeah, uh, it makes me feel almost uh, like relief Mm -hmm. that I've got uh, just like the other day just the other day I uh, against Pawnee I finally got my first playoff on offense (laughs) I have played every snap of offense since my freshman year Mm -hmm. and finally I just got my first playoff so it's it's almost like a relief knowing that in the next couple months the next couple years I'm gonna have people who are gonna be as good as me able to come in for me able to sub in for me if I get hurt if I get injured uh, and who will carry on the program just as good as we have a piece kind of following up on what Robbie said there, just what is it like for you to know, obviously you're a junior, you still got a senior season left as well, but the program seems to be in a pretty stable, successful place right now where, you know, a few years ago before you guys got to high school, it was, okay, what's what's going to happen? You know, STM's going eight, man. What does that mean? Uh, but it seems you guys have really just kind of kept the program on, on solid footing, and it seems like it's going to continue that, that kind of upward trajectory moving forward. Yep. Um, we definitely have. Uh, I feel like this year, at least, 
Um, we have since you know we only have one senior, junior, sophomores, freshmen. Uh, there's a lot of leadership from from every single from every single player. Uh, some the freshmen and sophomores definitely have stepped up. Um, they definitely have shown that they can they can show leadership uh, when we're gone. But they definitely have shown that this year uh, on the field, especially. Um, yeah. Peace, I want to go back to you there quick. Uh, Sorry, Ben. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to you in a second, Ben. But, but Peace, I know your brother played for Coach Watson. You know, so, you, you know, you, you were familiar with uh, Coach Watson and what he brought to the program before you stepped into the program here at St. Thomas More. What, what, what's he been like to play for? And uh, as a leader, you know, what does he bring to the table? Coach is a great guy. Um, you know, he, he not only wants to show us stuff on the field and show us technique on the field, but he's also, he also cares for us outside of the field. You know, he wants us to be better men. Uh, like he always, he always tells us in practice, he always wants us to be better men. And he uh, gives us not just, you know, like I said, skills on the field, but also life skills. So it's a great thing. And, you know, like you said, he, he, he's coached both of my brothers. So I got to see like a little glimpse of that, of what he is and what he's done. So And he's also been a huge blessing to my family, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 he talks to my mom a lot. You know, he, he, he gives my mom encouragement when, you know, sometimes I'll mess up. You know, <laughs> you know he just, just takes your time with him, uh-huh. you know. So, uh, yeah, coach, coach is a huge blessing uh, to the team and, and just to all of us. So. Ben, what's it like as far as I know? Obviously, you guys do play a lot of Saturday games during the regular season. You got a 3 p.m. kickoff this Saturday at Decatur Lutheran, but on those Friday nights where you're under the lights, take me through what the day is like at school. The the build up to Friday night, how you guys get hyped, how you get ready for for the big game under the lights at all. Um, well, to start off the school day, you know we're all talking about it at school. Mm-hmm. We just can't wait. The momentum's building. Yeah, like we just we just want to play the game. Mm-hmm. We can't wait. And when once we finally get to the game, you know, it's it's like we just got to get out there. You know, mm-hmm. we're all so like happy and mm-hmm. stuff to be together. Mm-hmm. And um, what's the big uh, after a big win on a Friday night? Where do you where do you guys what are you guys doing after the game? Are you going home and sleeping? Is there a big hangout spot on the STM football team? Um, Is there a well, restaurant to go to? Yeah, sometimes we all go to we all um, go together and we go to someone's house and okay. you know we'll play like Madden or something because okay. <laughs> you know we never want to get away from the game of football. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes if it's if it's like a really late game, mm-hmm. we all just we all just want to go to bed because you know we're tired <laughs> and we finally finished the game that we wanted to finish all day. Who's the uh, Who's the best Madden player on the team? Peace, Peace Boomba. <laughs> Peace Boomba is definitely the best Madden football player on What's, the team. Uh, what team you go with? The Cowboys. Cowboys. There, there Joey's, we go. Cowboys. Joey's a Cowboys fan. Cowboys. Right, you guys are good. Who's the worst Madden player on the team? Brody Cupperdale. Brody Cupperdale. Oh, <laughs> no one had to hesitate Actually, that one. Thomas Karabi might be below Brody Cupperdale, to be honest. Oh, man. Do you guys play, like, tournaments, or is it just, uh, you um, know, yeah, head, turn, just turn it some tournament style? There you go. Yep. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. I know. Obviously, you guys are <laughs> focused on uh, on what you guys are trying to accomplish this season at all. But obviously, being a high school in Champaign, what's it like for any, if you guys are our Illinois fans? You may be able to answer this better. But what's it like seeing a college program like what Brett Bielema's got going? Have them rolling this year, unlike years past, decades past here in, in Champaign yeah. at all. Just what is that feeling like as an aspiring football player to see the Illini doing so well this football well, season? It, it definitely gets us fired up. Um, you know, to have to have you know Illini football team in town, and we're in the same town as them, and they're having like a, 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 they're having a run right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a it's a great thing. You know, I feel I'm, I can say like for both of us, we all for you know <laughs> us three, we all feel we all feel like 
it fires us it fires up us up more to um to do great things just like just like Illini is doing so mm-hmm. yep. gotcha. how are you guys gonna get score updates during the game on Saturday because <laughs> you guys kick at three they kick at two thirty so. I think uh, they'll be focused on I, the I think they will. I hope I they will. Box score keeps us updated. <laughs> That's right. <Yep. laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Matt, did you have anything else? Uh, I guess just Coach Ambrose, too. Just what's it like for you to obviously only one senior, Matt DeLorenzo, but like you said, you can kind of – you've got these guys not only for this yeah. season but for the future. How much does that just help, kind of going back to what I said earlier, just with the the stability that this program has right now at all? No, I, I can't think of a uh, more – uh, exciting opportunity with mm-hmm. guys who I think are are just kind of playing as one and more one 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 heartbeat and mm-hmm. has a, a focus and the coaching staff you know these guys were talking about um, you know Coach Watson um, and Coach Bazell Coach Roberts mm-hmm. also all this coaching staff that I'm, I'm getting to be a part of is is, uh, is awesome doing a great job. And when I think about then the, you know, the future and work with these guys, like I said, I, I literally get excited. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I encourage the guys to be playing for, for your, your seniors and playing for, you know, we have one this year, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, just going all out. I, you know, I remember as a player myself, just uh, coaches always talking about, you know, every play, every play, like it's your last one and, and not really noticing what that was until you finally put the pads down, you know, mm-hmm. but, just coming back to just what you're you're talking about, though, I'm excited about where these guys are at mm-hmm. and what we are able to do right now, you know, in uh, in you know you know currently, and then what the future holds mm-hmm. then too, you know. So um, there's there's uh, a ton of potential because gotcha. uh, we have just so much coming back, mm-hmm. really, and yeah. it's eight man football, so a twenty, so a twenty or twenty five, a team of twenty or twenty five, that's. Mm-hmm. That's eight man football. Yeah, you exactly. know, no problem with that. Now, eleven man game, <laughs> that'd be a whole different story. Those numbers, guys. <laughs> but the the guys that we have and and where they're at, and I I know they're going to work in the off season. I'm not going to have trouble with that. You know, so so I'm excited. Gotcha. Yeah, a lot of reason to be excited mm-hmm. after a seven and three season thus far. Rematch with Decatur Lutheran on Saturday at three o'clock. Good luck, guys. Appreciate you taking some time with us. That's St. Thomas More football on Extra Prep. We'll take a quick break and come back right after this. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to the high school of St. Thomas More. A big thank you to STM Football for taking some time with us. A trio of juniors, Ben Horn, Lisa Boomba, and Robbie Maverick, strength coach Mark Ambrose as well. Head coach Nathan Watson couldn't join us today. He's a teacher at Urbana High School, said that today was their last day of driver's ed. So, uh, uh, would I'm have sure he'll to, be listening. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll be listening. Would have loved to with, catch with up with pride, him. With pride, too, uh, since you're, you're an Urbana High grad, Joey. That's so, right. Yeah, that's right. He go. was their uh, head coach 
my first three years mm-hmm. uh, was gracious enough to, to spend a lot of time with me and uh, very good for, for what I was doing as a student journalist at the time. Again, would have loved to catch up with him today, but certainly understand he had his commitments. And uh, we'll catch up with him down the line, especially if St. Thomas More can exactly. pull it off this week. As we mentioned, they've got Decatur LSA on Saturday. Nine other games this week, Matt, mm-hmm. and we'll run down the line from 5A to uh, 1A and 8-man. Mm-hmm. We've got a little bit of everything. And let's start at the very top. Muhammad Seymour, a one seed in Class 5A, hosting a good Metamora team, an 8-seed at 7-3. and three. But the undefeated Bulldogs, 10-0, and 0, are going to be a heavy favorite in this one. Uh, not so much of because of what they've done lately, but just their entire body of work this season. They've made it look easy in pretty much all 10 weeks. Yeah, it should be a heck of an atmosphere at Frank Dutton Field on, on Saturday night, 7 p.m. kick. Uh, so it's the latest of our, our area games that, that kick off on, on Saturday, and all of our area games this uh, this weekend in the playoffs are on Saturday. Uh, but two passionate fan bases that uh, have tradition-rich programs as, as well. And Muhammad Seymour coming off a 40-14 to win against Ottawa in the first round. Uh, we're up forty to nothing on them early, so in the the second half, so the running clock was was able to uh, go into full effect. But uh, I know John Atkins uh, was kind of uh, concerned uh, about his offensive performance. Uh, Wyatt Baum didn't have the best game throwing the ball. The offense, I think, only had one hundred and eighty six yards of total offense. So the defense really shined uh, from Muhammad Seymour in, in the first round win. Mateo Casillas had a couple sacks. Uh, a couple interceptions as well for the the secondary, and they're going to need to to have a complete game though. Metamora, uh, obviously not maybe the Metamora teams of of the past that have won state titles and made deep playoff runs, but still an experienced, uh, talented group that Muhammad Seymour is going to have to contend with and. Uh, likely, too, if Muhammad Seymour ends up winning, uh, pretty sure they're going to go on the road uh, next week, uh, depending on how the matchups go. So we'll, we'll have to, to wait and see uh, what that what what that entails. Uh, but, yeah, Muhammad Seymour is still kind of the, the area's top hope of, of getting to Champaign and Memorial Stadium in Class 5A. And uh, we'll see if they can, uh, can make it to state quarterfinals for the second straight season. That'll be a matchup of two good quarterbacks, Wyatt Baum for Muhammad Seymour, and Caden Hartnett for Metamora has had a great year. And don't rule out that uh, Pat Ryan makes an appearance at yeah. Frank Dutton Field. He'll be at Memorial Stadium, I'm sure, to watch his Illini, mm-hmm. but uh, before he served as Illinois' director of relations with uh, mm-hmm. high school coaches in the state, he was the head coach at Metamora. Hall of Fame for, head coach at Metamora yeah. for 30 seasons and, and really built up that uh, that program into to what it is today. And I, I know he really is, is loving his time with Brett Bielema's program and, and the role he has there. But still, I'm sure uh, after Saturday's afternoon ga- Saturday afternoon's game between the Illini and Michigan State at Memorial Stadium, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll know what's going on probably in Muhammad <laughs> with, uh, with his – former team the Redbirds going up uh, going up against the Bulldogs. I think he'll sneak over there. And now to <clears throat> Tolono where there's uh, another coach who's been at the helm for nearly 30 seasons. That's Scott Hamilton of the Unity Rockets, a four seed in 3A hosting a five seed in Mount Carmel. Both teams are 9 and 1. That's a rematch of last year's state semifinal at uh, Hicks Field. Back at Hicks Field and the Rockets I was there last week, man. They looked really good, balanced offense mm-hmm. and uh, the defense pitched a shutout against Harris Mount Carmel's a good team, but 
Unity's firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, I, I covered that state semifinal game last year between Unity and Mount Carmel at, at Hicks Field in Tolono, and there are probably three, 4,000 people there. I felt like Mount Carmel brought their entire town north to uh, Tolono, and Unity obviously has such strong support as well from all the communities that, that feed into that high school. But uh, really impressed by, by what the defense was able to do uh, against Harrisburg and, and following along with your coverage, Joey, last Saturday. And uh, that's kind of been the, the calling card, too, for, for Unity at times when they go on these runs is the defense really just kind of stands up and it makes some plays and uh yeah both programs uh unity and mount carmel are, are well familiar with each other after after last season's state semifinal game a game in which unity ended up winning but for a time there it was it was an odd game at times because unity dominated the first quarter they were up 14 to nothing at one point you thought it at one point okay they're just going to keep scoring touchdowns and uh, this might be a running clock in the second half. And then Mount Carmel answered, and, and they were up in, in the third quarter, 21-14. And then it was kind of started to you know, seep in some concern on the Unity sidelines as if what could get the offense going again. Well, they, they found it at the right time and were able to make it to the state title game last year. Uh, now they've got a chance to, uh, <coughs> to, to get another home playoff win. Just like Muhammad Seymour, though, uh, if if Unity ends up beating Mount Carmel on Saturday, they're going to be hitting the road uh, for for the quarterfinals. Uh, in in five A, Muhammad Seymour will play the winner of uh, Morris at Centralia. Morris is a four seed. Centralia is a twelve seed. So the game's at Centralia this Saturday. So if Muhammad Seymour wins and say Morris wins, the game will be in Morris for the quarterfinals. Same thing. If Muhammad Seymour uh, plays Centralia in the, in the quarterfinals, the game would be in Centralia since Muhammad Seymour's hosted twice and Centralia's only hosted once. Uh, same thing for Unity in 3A. If the Rockets are able to get past the Golden Aces at Mount Carmel, uh, they'll face the winner of uh, number one seed Prairie Central or number nine seed Roxana. Prairie Central travels to Roxana uh, in the second round game this week. So uh, even if Unity wins, they'll either be going to Fairbury uh, for the quarterfinals or back to Scott Hamilton's alma mater, uh, Roxana. For uh, for the second for the quarterfinals in, in 3A, Roxana Scott Hamilton's alma mater, Prairie Central uh, was the Rockets' lone loss <coughs> earlier this season in Week One. The Hawks are 10 and 0, Roxana 7 and 3, yeah, and they've been dominant in all 10 <laughs> wins. They 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 are the Muhammad Seymour of Class 3A this year. They they've made it look easy and. They're, they'll be the heavy favorite against Roxanne. Yeah, and they, they they throw the ball maybe two, three times a game. Yep. If that, they, they really rely on the run and the, and the triple option, and, and they've got some capable backs and, and Drew Fair and Hudson Alt and Drew Habercorn, their quarterback, kind of is the, the man operating the, the efficient offense that Prairie Central has for sure, but I'd say anything less than a four or five touchdown win by the Hawks against Roxanne would be a surprise on, mm-hmm. on Saturday. I, I completely agree, and kind of an Army-style uh, approach mm-hmm. that they've uh, yeah. enacted. By the way, we, we talked earlier in the year on this podcast about that uh, World of Outlaws dirt racing video game, and <laughs> yes, uh, the, yes, the track in Fairbury was featured. I said that was going to be a big thing. I caught up with a few Prairie Central athletes. <laughs> it faces a fall on Sunday, and I can faces confirm. Faces a winner. Or yeah. Faces a winner, that That's is. Right. Yeah, it all blurs uh, together, Joey. And I can confirm that they are excited. <laughs> they've been playing that game a lot. Uh, one more 3A game, St. Joseph Ogden and Olympia and Illini Prairie Conference rematch. Olympia's left the uh, the conference mm-hmm. of course but funny how it all works out they they, <laughs> they draw SJO here in round 2 Olympia 6 and 4 they've they've been on a, a nice little streak last few weeks but St. Joseph Ogden a lot of energy around that program they won their first playoff game in a few years mm-hmm. last week and uh 7 and 3 Spartans good quarterback and Logan Smith and uh, good offense as well they're they're going to be a popular pick in this one 
Yeah, I mean, guaranteed the Spartans are going to win on Saturday night because St. Joseph Ogden and Olympia are both the Spartans. So there you go for that that little (laughs) pun right there. Uh, But yes, SJO's got to make the trip to Stanford in the middle of a cornfield out there just kind of north of of Bloomington. And uh, Olympia for years has been a program that's really, really struggled on the field, but they they seem to have gotten their act together and had a big win last Saturday uh, traveling down to Benton and and upsetting the second-seeded Rangers there. And St. Joseph Ogden was in an offensive uh, shootout with uh, with Robinson last Saturday at Dick Duval Field, winning 55-39. Uh, but yeah, Spartans are, are playing confident football right now. They've won four in a row, and Logan Smith is throwing for a whole heck of a lot of yards, and he's got two great receivers in, in Ty Pence and, and Coy Taylor, and then Justice Wirtz is kind of giving them a nice little dynamic in the run game as well. So uh, yeah, have to like the, have to like SGO's chances, even though going on the road, 6 p.m. kick on on Saturday night, but uh, still chance for SGO to uh, add to their playoff success and, and possibly get into the state quarterfinals uh, next weekend. Moving to Class 2A, one of the one of my favorite high school football games that I've covered uh, in the few years I've been doing this was in 2019, Knoxville and uh, Farmington in Week Nine, mm-hmm. and that was a great Prairie Land Conference battle. We run into Knoxville again um, near Galesburg. They travel all the way to Bismarck to face Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin, and uh, BHRA, a two seed in Class 2A, 10 and 0. Uh, they've they've by and large handled their opponents with ease this year. They've run into a few close games, including last week against Westville. Knoxville's a good eight and two program. Ryan Hebbard's uh, got a good program over there, but uh, Bismarck again going to be a popular pick at home and undefeated against, in fairness, an eight and two <coughs> squad in Knoxville. Yeah, the Blue Devils uh, just looking at the scores last Friday uh, had a bit. Bit, bit of trouble with Westville. Uh, only won 43-35. Uh, Guy Goodlove's program is, is always uh, a tough out, but those two teams had just met two weeks prior. <clears throat> Bismarck won 52-7. to Now, Bismarck didn't have pr- arguably probably their top player in Michael Hackman, a, a do-everything running back and uh, also DB that uh, helps defensively. Uh, although Carson Stevenson, their quarterback, just emerged last Friday night, 13 of 18 for 421 passing yards. And <laughs> you'd be hard pressed to find some seasons for Bismarck in the past under Mark Dodd, where they threw for that many yards in an entire season, let alone one game at all. So, and Bismarck too, always one of the area's top programs each year. Uh, they've got to get over whatever that hurdle is that keeps them from advancing past the second round. And uh, what better chance to do it this Saturday home, 1 p.m. kickoff uh, against Knoxville, and we'll see if uh, the Blue Devils can get into the state quarterfinals. 421 yards on 13 attempts. That's 32 yards a, uh, a completion. That's uh, video game like th- numbers. 13 completions, 18 attempts. Yeah, those are video game like mm-hmm. numbers. We talked Madden earlier. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, Peace Boomba at the sticks there. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's true. Now over to uh, another good quarterback who uh, also has the ability to make it happen with his legs. That's mm-hmm. Illini quarterback Caden Fagan, committed to the Illini to play running back, but such a physical presence has done a great job under center for the Knights this year. Arthur Lovington at with Hammond. Uh, hosting Johnston City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnston City, a two-seed and 2A, 10-0. I, I, in our pick this week, I'm rolling with the Knights. Me too. You are as well. I'm uh, going local with yeah, all the picks this week. That's right. I think we were we were pretty 
pretty similar, right? Yeah, I, think I think we, we all would. Yeah, I yeah. think you and I picked the same batch. So we're either going to be 10 and 0 or 4 and 6 or something. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Maybe that's not a good thing. I don't want to jinx well, these teams. And, and, and the Knights just yeah. go as, as Caden Fagan goes. And, and that's been the case all year for Ryan Jefferson's program. He accumulated more than 400 yards of total offense and their first round win at Vandalia, 41 34 win for Arthur Levington Atwood Hammond. And uh, I know from talking to Fagan earlier this season, uh, he's, you know, was really looking forward to, to what he could accomplish this fall and, and kind of leaving his legacy and, and seeing if he could take Arthur Levington Atwood Hammond on, on a deep postseason run, something the program hasn't done in, in quite some time. And uh, it's got to be a great fall for him, too, knowing he was the first Illinois commit to Brett Bielman in the class of 2023. And uh, he's still the highest rated recruit in that class, a four star recruit, but it's also got to feel good for him, too, to know that the Illini are having such a good season at 7 and 1. And he'll be graduating early from high school, so in a couple months, he'll be up here in, in Champaign full time as a student and getting acclimated to, to college football. But now, I just think the ability of Fagan is what kind of puts Arthur Levington Atwood Hammond over the edge and, and, poss- and hopefully gets him into the state quarterfinals uh, next weekend. And another thing, too, is we had Ryan Jefferson on uh, Prep Football Confidential last night. When you've got uh, such a highly touted player like Fagan, he's easy for other teams to scout, can open up some players exactly. uh, elsewhere in the offense, mm-hmm. too. So that'll be a good one. Fagan, a great kid and going to have a good career uh, at Illinois for, for sure. Four-star recruit. Now to 1A and 2-1A games. Ridgeview, Lexington, 10-0, and hosting Salt Fork, 7 and – no, traveling to Salt mm-hmm. Fork, pardon me, at 7-3. and three. Salt Fork, uh, I'm I'm rolling with the storm as you are as well. <laughs> Salt Fork's at, at seven and three, and yep. the, the storm had a a road win last Saturday at Red Hill, forty eight to thirty seven. Jamison Remily, their their sophomore quarterback, really stood out in, in his first playoff start, and they've got some talented running backs and, and Ben Jessup and, and Ethan McLean and uh, a very athletic uh, tight end, and uh, also on defense too, Garrett Taylor. Uh, so they just seem to have all the pieces going right now and obviously Ridgeview Lexington's having a special season but I think just the <clears throat> the home field advantage they'll have in Catlin on Saturday afternoon uh, and just to the, the Salt Fork they've lost three games but it's been by a combined eight points this yep. season all to playoff teams uh, that, that had great seasons of their own right as well so some may see it as an upset, but I don't. I don't really think it is. If if Salt Fork's able to pull one off on Saturday against Ridgeview Lexington, Salt Fork battle tested. They'll be ready for the moment. Now, last week on the podcast, I was adamant that Villa Grove would beat Jacksonville <laughs> Routes. They didn't. But now I was Jackson- hoping that would happen too, because you get an all Douglas County second round game. That's right. It it seemed it. I, I, I I didn't feel bad making that prediction. Villa Grove had a good offense. They were a good team, but Jacksonville route a good team as well. Now eight and two. It's a battle of eight and twos as they mm-hmm. travel to Tuscola after a few years away from hosting playoff games. Tuscola gets two in a row, and uh, I'm I'm going with the Warriors again here. Um, we talked with them on last week's podcast. Learned all about the Warriors and Jordan Quinn at the helm mm-hmm. of that offense has done a nice job. Andy Romine's got that team playing good football. Um, Jacksonville Rounds a good team, maybe a coin flip, but being at home I think helps Tuscola. Yeah, and Tuscola too, I I think they have to feel fortunate to to come away with a win against Brown County last Saturday afternoon. Uh, Brown County with their their triple double wing offense, the triple option double wing offense that they run, really dominated the the time of possession in that game. They had 64 plays. Tuscola only had 32 plays uh, on offense, but Dylan Graves, a freshman running back, really kind of stood out in in his first play 
playoff game of, of his high school career. And uh, Hunter Bronca and, and Parker James came down with some key interceptions late in the fourth quarter as Tuscola just barely held on for a 2018 win against Brown County. Uh, Route really kind of took it to Villa Grove uh, last week, uh, especially after the, the first quarter there and come away with a 41-15 win against Villa Grove. It's going to be an interesting matchup, but uh, yeah, Tuscola at home, I don't think you can ever discount that factor uh, of a home playoff game on a Saturday afternoon where the whole community comes out like it will in Tuscola. So I think it'll be another close one, but uh, I like the Warriors to advance as well. And one more game, an eight-man <coughs> game. Uh, we already talked about St. Thomas Moore and Decatur Lutheran, so we'll go to Amboy Lamoille versus Milford Cisna Park. Battle of eight and twos, MCP, one of the best statement programs in the state, but Amboy's had a terrific year as well. Mm-hmm. Milford, they, these teams have already played. Milford did win 40-13 to 13 on September 16th, so it's the, the second eight-man rematch we're, we're talking about this week. Yeah, I think Milford Cisna Park's going to win something like 60-55, to 55, possibly. <laughs> the the Bearcats have really put up some some huge numbers offensively this year. Tyler Newcomb, their, their running back, had a great uh, first-round game last week against Ashton Franklin Center. Sawyer, Sawyer LaFoon, their their veteran quarterback, is more than capable of running Clint Schwartz's offense, too. And I think it'd be great if Milford Cisna Park and STM would win on Saturday, because then you're setting up a rematch between those two teams. They already played a class game earlier this year in the state semifinals but they spot in the eight-man state title game on the line if those two results were to happen this Saturday so uh, yeah just looking forward to some, some more quality high school football playoff this weekend Joey should be good all 10 of our games compelling you can make a case for uh, all 20 teams this week and uh, that's why you got to play in the playoffs it's gonna be fun uh, we, we touched on this at the top of the show as we start to wrap things up but St. Thomas more volleyball has a chance to make it to Redbird Arena once more. They'll play uh, in a super sectional championship. Uh, uh, well, it would be a super sectional championship, mm-hmm. I guess. There's only one yeah, game in the, exactly. in the super sectional round. You get round. a plaque. You get a plaque. Yeah. You get a trip to state, mm-hmm. and they'll play Springfield Lutheran tomorrow in in. Macon, that's Macon, right. Meridian High School. And then yeah. uh, Saturday, uh, cross-country descends upon Detweiler Park in, in Peoria. Uh, Joey, I know you've got a story coming up on the Unity Girls cross-country team that's going to run in, in Friday's paper as the the Rockets look to defend their their Class 1A state title. Colin Likas is going to have a story on the Tuscola Boys cross-country team as Coach Neil Garrison in his first season, the former Muhammad Seymour coach, has really kind of solidified the Warriors as a, a highly respectable 1A cross-country program, Josiah Horton. Jackson Barrett are their two top two runners. So uh, look for more coverage of that in, in Friday's paper, and then we'll have full coverage in Sunday's News Gazette as well of the state cross-country meet. We've got plenty of runners, both boys and girls, in the 1A and 2A races that are taking place over in Peoria. And then also on Saturday as well, uh, Unit 4 pool at Centennial High School. Uh, they're going to host a girls swimming and diving sectional as well. Uh, Champaign Central has to kind of be probably the favorite to come out with a, a team title and probably have a plethora of athletes advanced to the state meet in Westmont as well. Mayor McAndrew with Centennial and Illinois commit is one to watch in the pool for the Chargers. So, uh, yeah, it's a busy time of year, but a uh, fun time of year as well as, as all these uh, postseason events are, are happening as well. And we'll also have coverage too. Basketball season's right around the corner. It is November after all, even though it feels like it should be mid-September with the way the weather's been <laughs> operating. But, Joey, you're going to kind of quarterback, run, run the point on kind of a a special series that we're, we're starting in, in Friday's News Gazette. Absolutely. Looking at uh, top ten programs on the girls' and boys' side of the mm-hmm. basketball landscape. Girls will start first. They'll run uh, starting on Friday with Monticello. Mm-hmm. They'll be our number ten team. And uh, 
the boys will get going next week. I think next Friday, mm-hmm. week from today, is when they'll they'll kind of start to roll out. Girls' season starts first, so mm-hmm. you'll get them out of the way uh, sooner. But yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I've already talked with a number of. Coaches won't spoil anything beyond number 10. <laughs> Monticello will kick things off on, on Friday. But uh, uh, the coaches I've talked to, a lot of optimism. They're ready for, for big seasons. Uh, a couple more interviews on the docket, too. And I'm sure that uh, those will yield the same results. Should be a competitive landscape in our area for girls and boys basketball this season. I'm, I'm excited to talk to uh, Monticello boys. You know, they made mm-hmm. the run to state last year. And uh, That'll be uh, in a little while once the boys start. But, yeah, it should be. I, basketball season so much fun, mm-hmm. fast-paced, and there's yep. just good, great games every night. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, this is fun, Joe. You want to do it again next week? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Sounds See where good. we land. Uh, appreciate St. Thomas More for their mm-hmm. hospitality. Um, and a big thank you to Sabres football head coach Nathan Watson. Couldn't join us today but was very helpful in putting this together. Great accommodations uh, here in the Conference room uh, just off the library in St. Thomas More. Ben Horn, Peace Boomba, Robbie Vavrick joining us, all juniors for the Sabres, strength coach Mark Ambrose as well. And alongside sports editor Matt Daniels, I'm Joey Wright. This has been Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. <laughs>